Star Wars Legacy.html is brought to you by the fine folks at Cage Club. So for all things podcasts, movies, music, media, and more, head on over to cageclub.me or like, subscribe, and follow on all of your favorite social media and podcasting services. Wait, 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 here, no, hold on, here's what happened. There's a new New Mutants trailer, so, no, Star Wars, Star Wars, hold on, Star Wars, shh, Star Wars, I need you to hang on a second. Yeah, no, no, we're gonna come back to you in a minute, yeah, no, no, Skywalker's rise later, we got this. Instead, play the X-Men music! And I'm Kevo. And this here is HTML and, you know, okay, so I thought there were no more X-Men movies and then I thought we were like just like a like Marvel Cinematic Universe for realsies, but here we are again with it's the New Mutants, I guess. Yeah, we've made a lot of jokes at the expense of how long it has taken this movie. We watched the old trailer that was released for this film in preparation for doing a reaction to the brand new trailer that came out today and I was startled to discover that that trailer had come out in October of 2017. So this is like almost three years after the movie finished filming. It's finally coming out. What? And my favorite magic of this film is that the original trailer said that the movie would be coming out on April 13th and now it's coming out on April 3rd. And it doesn't say the year so it just looks like oh it's coming out 10 days early. Now I'm sure a lot of you are saying to yourself who are the new mutants? I know my old mutants but these new ones I'm like who? So tell us, Nico, who are the New Mutants? So the New Mutants were created as an attempt to have a second-running simultaneous X-Men book. The X-Men were this big hit, and they wanted to capitalize on that as best they could. After a number of ideas, like sending the X-Men to the West Coast, or all of the leftover people that Chris Claremont kept insisting on keeping around no matter what, they came up with the idea of doing a book about an actual school again. Because at some point, it stopped being about the strangest teens of all time, and it became about a bunch of 20-somethings having a lot of sex with each other. Which is also fun, but for a very different audience. Absolutely. So, Chris Claremont set to work on putting together the New Mutants. The first major New Mutant Chris had created had been alongside Frank Miller. Now, we tell a little story about this over in X's for Podcast, our X-Men podcast where, well, we talk about the X-Men and how the two of them had bonded over manga while getting ready to do the Wolverine miniseries. And here, this was another thing where they clearly bonded over their understanding of Asian culture. And they gave us Karma, a character who was born out of the Vietnam conflict. And it was a really powerful story. This ran in the pages of Marvel Team Up number 100, which is probably better known for the John Byrne backup story that introduced Storm and T'Challa to one another. But that story came out in December of 1980. It would be the end of 1983 before the New Mutants would appropriately kick off in full gear. 
There is something about this trailer that gives me a really big 80s vibe, too. Truly, it feels like a scarier version of an 80s horror film. Mm. Like all of the fear atmosphere we can create now thanks to a stronger grasp of technology seems to really play into that scariness. And The New Mutants had as rough a publishing schedule and cycle as this movie in some ways. The team was originally created by Chris Claremont alongside Bob McCloud, who would only stay around for the special that introduced the team as well as the first five issues. After that, he would be replaced by industry veteran legend Sal Buscema until issue 17. From there, Chris Claremont would be joined by Bill Sienkiewicz for the run that is most clearly influencing this film. Whether it's the logo that is literally Bill Sienkiewicz's handwriting, or the cast that is the era cast, or the fact that Bill and Chris were on set together so that they could help make it feel like the era of comics they did together. You know, it's not hard to see how this happened. And this introduced major elements like the Demon Bear, Legion, a lot of things people already know the New Mutants to be. After that, there was sort of a rough period where Claremont worked with Steve Lealoa for a few issues, Bill Sienkiewicz returned to Inc. Mary Wilshire on a handful of issues, and then after a number of cycling artists, which mostly Jackson Juice with a G, I think it's Juice with a G. I, I hope so, because Jackson Juice with a G is a great name. It might be Geist, though, like Miss Geist from Clueless. Geist or Juice, Jackson, thank you for everything you gave this book. And together they worked on New Mutants 38 to 54, with, again, a number of fill-ins. Then Louise Simonson and Brett Blevins mostly did 55 to 85, and Louise Simonson and Rob Liefeld mostly did 86 to 97, before Marvel decided writers no longer mattered, and only artists did, and Rob Liefeld summarily executed all of it. No, I'm kidding. But things shifted, and Wheezy moved on, and Fabian Nicesa came in and became, like, the beating a heartbeat of the X-Men for like four years there. Anyway, that's X-Force. Big step back. The New Mutants. Yes, tell me more about what you think based on seeing both trailers now at this point. What you think we might end up seeing in this film. Because as we now know, what's being released is the original cut. They did a ton of reshoots for this movie that I guess aren't going to be incorporated. I imagine they might be incorporated in some way. Otherwise, that was, you know, a huge waste of money. Maybe they can clip in a bit here or there, but it sounds like they are keeping to the director's original vision. So what do you think based on the two trailers that we've seen, the one from two years ago and the one from this week? I think we're going to see a supercut best of the New Mutants. We see some really major things. Now, when the New Mutants began, it was Karma, who, while the impetus for creating the book is clearly missing from this trailer, alongside Danny Moonstar, who seems to play the role of protagonist, Wolfsbane, Cannonball, Sunspot, and shortly thereafter, they gain Magma. Now, Karma, Magma, both not here, but instead, Magic, who does join the team just issues after Magma, is. Okay, it's a pretty interesting roster. It's a pretty classic roster. Not a whole lot of people missing. And there's nothing to suggest that we won't see other characters. It just seems that characters who might have been more important in the comic arc are reduced for this story for whatever reason. And it makes me feel kind of funny in the All My Parts. Anybody who has listened to Excess for Podcast has probably caught me screaming at the top of my lungs about my passionate 
love for Dr. Cecilia Reyes, my celebration of Marjorie Liu's return to the character in the pages of NYX and X-23. Big fan of this character. I feel a little uncertain about the role she's playing here. She's a hardened doctor who wants no part of this mutant shenanigan life. She has mutant powers, fine, whatever, not a problem. But she doesn't want to be a fucking X-Man. She wants to be a doctor. And that makes her kind of brash sometimes, maybe a little harsh, but at the end of the day, she's one of the greatest things the X-Men have ever had among their ranks, and she's seeing a prominent return to the pages here, but she seems kind of creepy, evil, and dark in this trailer. So if that is in fact Dr. Cecilia Reyes, as I have seen bandied about on the internet, I'm maybe a little thrown by some of it. Was the doctor with the mutant cure in X3 an iteration of Cecilia Reyes, or am I misremembering that? That was Dr. Kavita Rao. Right. Okay. I knew it was someone. She was a doctor from Astonishing X-Men, where the mutant cure storyline had most recently been showcased. I think when I was introduced to Dr. Cecilia Reyes, I was like, was that woman from the third movie? And you were like, no. And that still hasn't like seeped in. Well, considering I don't think that Dr. Cecilia Reyes appeared at all for about 10 years, it makes a lot of sense that you didn't have a strong cultural understanding on her character before she was put onto a larger platform, most likely by this movie. And how do you feel about this potential iteration from what you've seen? I have decided it is no longer any good ever feeling a funny way about anything anymore because I've decided Moira McTaggart I don't even know what to like she is Moira X and that's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to X-Men comics ever for those who don't know Moira McTaggart is now part of one of the largest reveal mysteries in the history of X-Men in the pages of John Hickman's House of X and Powers of Ten and I love Rose Burns Moira McTaggart from X-Men First Class which is a completely unrelated idea to who Moira McTaggart is, and yet Chris Claremont's original version from Uncanny X-Men 96 remains one of my all-time favorite characters ever. It's one of the things that I love the most about this medium and this form of ongoing storytelling, that we have so many different directions that we can still push these stories in after all this time. Over on Doctor Who, finally having the Doctor regenerate into a woman after they've been hinting at gender-fluid potentiality for Time Lords for years if not decades and there's still yet more boundaries to cross in even that franchise in Star Wars which we'll be talking about soon. I really like that you're so open to those different interpretations. Another thing that I love so much about this ginormous multiversal beast that is Marvel Comics when it comes to adapting that material into film is this one very clearly is a horror film There's no mistaking that. And yet, the difference I feel between the first and the second trailer is the first one was a little bit generic with hint of these kids are supernatural, whereas the second one, this is clearly a movie with X-Men. They didn't shy away from the word mutant at all. They really focused on identifying the key cast members in this trailer, and I really loved the slow reveal over the course of it where you think that these kids are safe and they make it very clear that they're not. I think they did a much better job building that up through the course of the trailer and I hope that bodes well for the way that they play that out in the film itself. An important thing to consider about the era of New Mutants that this film seems to be drawing on is that it is best known for giving us Legion 
Legion, who just had a three-season TV show over on FX, set supposedly in this same universe. Oh, David. Oh, my precious fucking David. Oh, my God, my poor precious fucking David. I'm excited to see what elements of this run do come over. I doubt very much I'm going to get my precious Warlock. Warlock and Doug, also known as Cypher, are two of the more unique new mutants added to the run during this period. Warlock looks unlike anything you've ever seen in comics ever, and it takes a very deft hand to draw him well. And Doug is unique simply because his mutant ability is he understands every language on a fundamental level. He's he's a non-combatant. He's a really good accountant. And that's really unusual. They become best friends, inseparable even. And this run is the height of that closeness. Both of them will be missing from this film which is an interesting thing to know going into a film that seems to want to celebrate this era. That said, I got magic and soul sword armor. I had the demon bear. That's the demon bear. It's my bear. It's my big big demon bear, right? I'm so excited. I liked seeing little bits of people's origins because this era, once again, seems a bit anachronistic to the comics. Like I said, they're doing that standard X-Men Foxverse thing where they're going to kind of make a best of team right off the bat. So you kind of got to get the origins out of order and I never mind when they update the origins I kind of like that these origins are changed to fit the atmosphere of this film when Eliana was like I've killed 18 men pokey poke poke I was just so about it Talk to me about the implicit fem slash that we got from the trailer between the characters of Danny and Wolfsbane. I can already hear people saying, oh, they probably just put gay stuff in because social justice. Talk to me about the characters from the comics a little bit. I wish that I could summon my exes for podcast army with a wave of my hand because I need Regina on hand for this. One of the coolest things about New Mutants is it never shied away from diversity, and one of the key characters characters in the New Mutants nearly its entire run is Danny Moonstar. She is a Native American and a mutant and proud of both of those things. Her duality, trying to exist in two marginalized groups, is a humongous element of her story, as is the struggle to be taken seriously as a young woman in an older man's world, especially an older white man's world. And Danny, early on, formed a psychic rapport, because Chris Claremont loves psychic rapports, formed a psychic rapport with Wolfsbane, a young girl who needed a strong figure to help her understand her way through life and she can shapeshift into an animal and Danny's powers allow her to interact with even non-human creatures psionically. She can pull. So that's an important thing. Let me give you a quick rundown on everybody's abilities while we're here. Danny Moonstar, Mirage, has the ability to produce, well, mirages. Whether they're your greatest fear or your greatest passion, she can make them happen. Cannonball, Sam Guthrie, has an impenetrable blast field and can zigzag like a giant cannonball. Sunspot, I don't know. He kind of glowed. Maybe he's got energy power. Maybe he's super strong. He's got both in the comics. Poor, poor Birdo. Wait, do cannonballs zigzag? So he's just a faster, stronger chain. Okay. I guess I've... Oh, no. I guess I've... Oh, no. Oh, so many things I've just accepted came crumbling down in this instant. 
Oh dear. So magic is a demoness human lady with a super powerful sword who tends to give in to her darker impulses. She's a little creepy like that, but in all the best ways. Dr. Cecilia Reyes has a force field, but she still feels pain through it. So that kind of sucks. <laughs> Being unsure who else is going to appear, it's kind of hard to gauge whose abilities to list off. Pinball. He should be named Pinball. Or Gutter Bowling. Gutter Ball would be a really sad X-Man name, though. Aw, poor Goal Balls. That's the D team. So, okay, now you know who everybody is. Danny and Rain have an incredibly close relationship. And even as adult women, they have a relationship that is this beautiful sisters meets, almost lovers meets when they are in their sort of war forms. And Danny has summoned the powers of the Valkyrie because she's a Native American who's also a Valkyrie. You just don't have to ask questions. She is glorious in all of her ways and Rain will be in her wolf form they kind of get this like sorceress familiar thing going on the levels of complexity that these two women are able to exist on and have existed on for 30-40 years are really spectacular I'm so glad to see that the filmmakers understand that these two women need to be able to have a relationship that can't be defined by standard human heteronormative parameters I like it Kevo I don't know how I keep dragging you back into these fucking X-Men movies but I keep doing it and for your credit you are are having a good time. I am. This one really came out of nowhere. We've been wondering for a while if it was just going to get unceremoniously dropped on D Plus or Hulu. Now it looks like not only are they going to definitely launch it into theaters, but people do seem surprisingly excited out of nowhere. And I'm very much invested in seeing where this movie goes. You know, and I love that you brought that up because I want to add a layer to this that I haven't heard discussed anywhere else. The number one selling comic, the month that Marvel relaunched X-Men, the largest it has ever relaunched the franchise, the number one selling comic that month, New Mutants. And I'm sure they noticed that. Not X-Men, not Marauders, New Mutants. And it has a number of these same characters. And, you know, like, the New Mutants mean so much to me. It gave us Cable. And I just got the Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix, Good Phoenix, Build-A-Bear. And we customized a plush to be her son, Cubble. It's a bear. Build-A-Bear, can you make me a Cable Cubble? I need him. I love him. And so, guys, despite my best awareness, I shouldn't be. I just talked about Dark Phoenix being a mess for longer than Dark Phoenix was an actual mess. But you know what? We even found things that we loved in Dark Phoenix. We didn't hold the cast accountable. The CG was pretty. Like, there were things that we loved. And we love Maisie William. I'm desperate for her to return on Doctor Who. I thought her character was amazing. And so I'm looking forward to this cast giving it their all. You know, we praised the ever-loving shit out of Sophie Turner's Jean Grey. I'm pretty sure I said it was the best live-action performance for Jean Grey, and it was one of the strongest written iterations of the character. And then I waxed poetic about how I love Jean Grey till it makes me cry for 45 minutes. So, like, I genuinely am going into this with some trepidation, but you were even able to give me a Jean Grey swan song that I loved. If the coda to that could be a New Mutants film that warms the cockles of my heart. Or hey, these crazy rumors that Olivia Munn is going to return as Psylocke for Deadpool 3, now that Deadpool 3 is confirmed as in production? You know, in 2019, I was kind of ready to put the X-Men to bed for a little while. I don't know, maybe it's just the current climate, but that already feels like eight years ago. It's the 20s. You can do whatever you want with the X-Men, I don't care. 
Just make it good. Make it entertaining. Make it fun. And you know what? Marvel is doing a really good job of keeping me off my game. I'm sorry. I just can't stop derailing. I'm sorry. But they updated to push WandaVision back sooner. It's earlier. It's Wanda closer vision. It's Wanda near vision, nearsighted. I don't know. But beyond that, they keep teasing this surprise character going to be in Doctor Strange 2 and everybody's like, oh, I bet it's Clea. And no, I'm not that lucky. It's not Clea. Stop lying to yourselves, okay? And then they're like, maybe it's Nightmare. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be my precious Nightmare. Stop lying to yourselves. And then I saw the most unbelievable theory on who it is. Namor. Namor and Doctor Strange both served time together in a recent iteration of The Defenders and in a deleted tweet by the director of Doctor Strange, he said, are you experienced? The Jimi Hendrix quote attached to an image of Doctor Strange versus Namor. Well, first of all, I want to say I do still think they might do Clea. Just saying. And I'm prepared for them to do Clea with, like, open arms. I just don't think that's the surprise character they've wanted to work with since day one. Yes, they've been pretty open about saying that they want Clea, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Clea in the film. But, yeah, especially with all of the characters that they are not surprise introducing and that are surprise introductions, but I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to describe Blade. But, like, we, we had no idea Blade was coming, and then all of a sudden there's Blade. And have you seen the photos he posted to his IG? Oh, my God, he's Blade! <laughs> I have always loved Mahershala ever since he was on 4400, so I'm really excited for him. I'm really excited for phase four of the MCU. I'm really excited to see how in any way this connects because I'm sure Disney is aware that it's something that fans want or are interested in. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if Deadpool showed up at the end of this movie to save the kids. I don't know. Who knows? And bring them to his reality. Deadpool started in New Mutants number 98. The series relaunched at number 100 as X-Force with Deadpool as one of its chief antagonists before joining them. I would love that so much. And you know what? Speaking of WandaVision, I have great hope that Marvel understands how to do these Disney Plus shows. After all, we salivated over every moment of The Mandalorian. What's a Star War? Oh, right. We're supposed to be covering Star War. Yeah, yeah, we really did. And frankly, so many things about that show are not usually my cup of tea, but they did such an amazing job of it that I am all the more excited to see Falcon and Winter Soldier and desperately anxious to see WandaVision. But before any of that, I do believe we have some trilogies, a trilogy of trilogies to trilogate. Yeah, I can't think of a T-verb either, but you know, I'm sick. Leave me alone. Kevo, until we journey to a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Where can everybody find you online? You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kevo Really, K-E-V-O-R-E-A-L-L-Y. And you can find the Facebook page for this lovely program at Real Nico Kevo Action. You can also find the super cool, super fun, super inclusive superhero stories that we've been telling for the last five years over at KidRideComics.com. Nico, where can the folks find you? You guys can find me all over this network on the repeatedly aforementioned X's for Podcast, where on Mondays we cover the most recent week's books from the X-Men lineup, including things like Savage Avengers, because we'll 
Wolverine's in it. Get out of my way. Give me the little man. Give me the hairy little man. And Elektra's there. And now there's Conan. There's Conan. I'm just, I'm so there. We also cover every bit of 80s canon we can get our hands on, having already finished all of mutant dumb in the 1970s. Don't forget to check out my theme work on shows like Too Fast, Too Forever. And hey, if you're checking this out, you might have skipped Rap Battle. Guys, please go back and listen to the HTML Office Holiday Party and listen to what I can only describe as the greatest piece of art ever produced in reality television format. It's not even available on Hulu or Freeform.com anymore. So, like, this is very, it only exists in our memories now. It was a wild time and we had a lot of fun covering it. Guys, if enough people go back and listen to this, I will Potter Puppet Pals this shit. Yes. Rat Potter Puppet Pal Paddle Pumpkins. So, um, yeah, no, that's it. That's the end of it. Okay, check me out on Instagram, Nico Action, N-I-C-O-A-C-T-I-O-N. I'm David Pumpkins. David S. Pumpkins, and the S stands for Star, Star Wars. Wars.